0: My scripture will starting will be first Kings, the 18th chapter, and for a couple of verses, beginning with verse 41. First Kings 18 and 41 will be where we will turn to shortly. But to give you the a little bit of the background story leading up to this scripture, and if you are you, you may be familiar with it, um, but there had been no rain since the day that Elijah the prophet had declared that there would be no rain and the result of that is the whole land suffered with a famine there was no food for man or beast because the crops had failed for three years in a row and leading up to that we know that Elijah and I believe if I'm not really anticipating going back and reading but God had revealed to Elijah that, uh, I believe in the 17th chapter, he, said, he told him, he said to, that he was to, maybe it was, it was this early in the 18th chapter, that he was going to bring rain upon the earth again. And he had told him to go show himself to Ahab. And then we find in 1 Kings 18 and 41 is where that is occurring. He said, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down unto the earth and put his face between his knees. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads and pray over this. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening, thankful for the chance to break bread to delve into your Word and to find in it something that will inspire us, something that will, that will help to build our vision for what is, what is the purpose in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In this hour, God, open our minds and hearts to your Word, and God, help deliver this, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated once again. Hallelujah. The symbolism of rain in the Bible, in in speaking of the things, it often can refer to the goodness of God. Uh, just that how God would would share the kind things, and and it would be reflective of the goodness of God. It was also could simply be blessings, or the word of God, or even at times it could be significant of the Holy Spirit. And we know Elijah has told. Ahab to go up, eat and drink. There is a sound of abundance of rain. And some three, somewhat more than three years prior, we know that he had spoken the word that was given to him by God and shut up the heavens. And it had not rained since that day that Elijah had declared it because he had become, he as the voice of God had said that it would not rain. And when we look at this, we understand that rain was one of the most significant symbols of God's favor to his people. Its absence had meant God's wrath was upon them. And the sound of abundance of rain meant that the curse is over and the blessings will be pouring again. And he had come, and we know that as we read the, the balance of that chapter in First Kings 18, it tells us as he went he had made this declaration, understanding from God, that where he had closed up the heavens, now God was ready to open them up again. And as he was, had he was, been told, go declare this to Ahab, and he did. But then we find that he goes to Carmel, to, to Mount Carmel and he bows down and he starts to announce to, and pray to God that, Lord, you've had me to make this declaration. You've had me to go and say this thing, but now let's let the rain come. And he goes to Carmel and he bows down. And we know that there is many times he sends his servant. Do you see the signs? Do you see evidence of the rain that is to come? And he is praying and he comes back and he says... I don't see anything, and he says, go again, and he bows down and prays again. He goes through this, and yet the seventh time he sends him back, go and see, and that's when he says that he sees a cloud that it, that is rising up out of the sea like a man's hand. He said, go up and say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. So, after he had found the face, he had had planted his face down to the ground and down to the earth, and he sought the face of God. God, I made the declaration that you intended for me to make. I have done that which you have told me to do. But now, Lord, I need to see the evidence of what I have said. And he seeks the face of God until God answers and the rain comes. Now, I know that we go through life and we think about the things that God is trying to bring to us and God will speak to us and he will talk to our hearts at times. And I have had moments in my life where the voice of God would come to me by come to me sometimes through the the voice of another man. And it could be in a time of prayer, just a time where I'm trying to find the face of God and God speaks to me. And at those times when, I, when I, is, I feel the voice of God and God tells me something, I don't always see the evidence of it, but he had made the declaration. This I hear the sound of abundance of rain. There is the sound of abundance of rain. He made his declaration. It was a declaration of faith, but he was trying to tell the tell the, the king at that time, he was trying to tell him, God shut the heavens up and now he is ready to open them up again. But then he had to go find his place with God to see it happen. Hallelujah. I would love to tell you tonight, and we have heard know that throughout the history of this congregation, this church, this, this lighthouse that sits within Marshall County, this this place of God that has been a lighthouse to North Mississippi and even beyond. That's why that our pastor can travel to countries far away from here. People all over this world know about Bethlehem Church, and they've known it because of this pastor and the pastor before him, and the pastor before him. Because these are people that other men, men of God, look up to and know that they have stood as the voice of God. They have stood as a person that is that has the, the, the ear of God, that they can talk to him. That's why we, we have in our prayer room something from a, a prayer log to where a man that, that pastored this church for a number of years He would know when the people, the community would need rain, what would he do? He would go, and he would find his prayer log, and he would talk to God. God, send the rain, God, the farmers, they need it. Because we know that to the farmer, rain means a good harvest. What I'm trying to tell you tonight, and I don't know exactly what all the Lord is saying. I'm just saying, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I know that the voice of God has spoken to me and I'm going to try to tell you. Now, what does that mean? It may mean that I've got to find, plant my face to the ground. I've got to talk to God. I've got to seek the face of God. Reveal to me. Let there be the evidence to show what you have told me to make a declaration here tonight. Because I'm going to tell you, when I think of the reign of God as it's going to be poured out, I see a revival, I believe. Just as the farmer in the natural will say, rain means a good harvest. If there's going to be a rain, it's going to be a harvest of souls. That's what it means in the spiritual sense. If we're having a harvest, it means souls coming in. When we can look look back through the past year, through a pandemic, And know that somewhere between 80 and 100 people have been baptized in Jesus' name in the midst of a pandemic. At times when they said, you don't need to congregate together, but yet still people went down in the water in Jesus' name. It tells me there is sound of abundance of rain. So I want to know that I have the favor of God. I want to believe that that is always the purpose and what God intends for me as an individual, for me as, a, as my family, as the leader of my family, and for, for me as a member of this church. And I believe that there is sound of abundance of rain. But Let's understand that may mean that I have to spin my face to the earth. I may not immediately see that my efforts will always be. And I am thankful for a church that has so many programs, so many things going on, things that we have, everyone has the opportunity to involve themselves in some aspect of the ministry. That's why we, we bring forth the message time and time again that tells us be disciples and make disciples because we not only want to see you saved, we want you to be born again with an experience that says, I want to share this with someone else. An experience of God. And when we find souls and we reach out and people come to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're planted in the water in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. They rise up and they speak with other tongues as God gives the evidence of the Holy Ghost and through the unction of the Spirit. Then we can know that they are born with a desire to see someone else. They'll go and share their testimony. And so Being a disciple will lead you to make a disciple. It will lead you to share your story with somebody else. And that can be the rain on your life and how that you can spread and share that rain with someone else. Because there's not just, this is not a time where it's just going to be a little shower. Hallelujah. This is the former and the latter reign together. We stand in a very unique time in history, in the history of the kingdom of God, to know that he is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, that he is going to let there be an outpouring. And we have the opportunity to be a part of this. We have an opportunity to go out and be able to share our life experience with those around us. And I am thankful for the many avenues that we have in our church to spread this gospel. I have a colleague who reached out to me, and he's someone that is of, of a different faith. And he and I have had—he's he's actually visited and attended here some years ago when he was—when um, he first moved back to Mississippi. And he had taken a job here. He brought his little RV, parked it in my front yard, and, you know— you're gonna be living in my yard. You better believe you're gonna to have to come to church sometime. So we brought him to church, and he's not of this faith. His his dad would probably be what we would call charismatic, but is but that's not what he had grown up in. It's not what his life experience was, and he's a good man. And and but he periodically will tell me he will see something on Facebook, and he's like he's like Tim. I've got a client that. Lost a, they had lost a child, and he, he, he just he talked about this and shared it with me, and I was familiar with the circumstance. And he's like, "Can you bring me something that y'all have on this grief class?" I'm just talking. About, there's so many things going on in this church that are just another way to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because yes, they they lost someone and all this and grieving. And I'm telling you, if you are grieving over the loss of of a child or a loved one. There is comfort in Jesus Christ. There's a reason that the Holy Ghost is a comforter. Because life will deal you blows. Life will deal things to you that you really didn't hope for and that you sure didn't always count on. But there is comfort in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I mean, these are things that if if you would 10 years ago, I wouldn't think that we would have a class on this. And to know now we've got grow classes. Just whatever your step and whatever your place, as far as your personal growth within the kingdom, you have the opportunity to come in and feed on, on the word of God and feed on what God has for you that will strengthen you and encourage you and cause you to reach out to someone else. Hallelujah. So I'm just—I am thankful that we have a pastor that has vision. I am thankful that we have leadership that is always trying to, to, to not just find the next great thing. We've got the next great thing. We've got the great thing in Jesus Christ. But to find some way to deliver the message that will reach somebody that needs it, that doesn't even know that they need it sometimes, or they don't realize that they're what they're hungry really for. But we've got a way that will somehow in, bring them and entice them and encourage them to come in and hear. The word of God. Hallelujah. I I get inspired, I get encouraged, I get strengthened by just knowing that we have so many ways to reach people. And it may mean a giveaway on Easter, it can mean a lot of things, but it's because we have leadership with vision. I am thankful for that. And I don't want to, to, to not be appreciative for what is available to us in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the New King James, Isaiah said, one, the New King James Version in 55, he said, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, they will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be to thee. To th- be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it hallelujah I'm telling you as we got to realize when God speaks tonight and says that there is sound of abundance of rain it's the word of God going forth and it will not go forth void if we will reach out and share our testimony give a word every opportunity you have. And it, and it like I said, it can be in so many ways and so many opportunities. Whether it's a Bible study given to someone that's actually expressed their hunger or desire to learn and feed and hear more of God, or whether it's somebody that's just going through a difficult time, or it's somebody struggling with an addiction, we've got something that can somehow inspire them and bring them in and let them hear the truth of God. Because I don't know what has you bound or what might have you your friend bound or the colleague at work it can be so many things in this world that are out there that will snag you and grip you and take a hold on you but i'm telling you i know where deliverance is deliverance is in the house of god deliverance is in understanding who jesus is that he is the power of the holy ghost alive in us hallelujah hallelujah Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Hebrews 6, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs, useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessings from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just, I am. If there's anything tonight, any word that I'm going to try to tell you, I'm going to reinforce time and time again to just remember that if you have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, if you have that in you, it's time in this hour. We are nearing the last hour and we are at the close of time. It is time to share your experience that God has given you. That will speak volumes when you. Sometimes it's telling someone your story, just how I remember how in the Bible when Paul wanted to share his experience, he, when he wanted, when he would talk, whether he was talking to the king or he was talking to a friend next door, he would share how he had come to know who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Paul had been someone that had believed. That he would that he had everything he needed and he stood against the church. And it bothered him after he'd come to the knowledge of full knowledge of truth. It bothered him what he had done to stop the move of the kingdom of God. But he had but he had and he had that struggle within him to even forgive himself that he had pushed men to blaspheme. But what we do know is he still shared that experience on a Damascus road. How that he had come to know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. So I am encouraging you tonight, never short-circuit the opportunity you have to share who Jesus is. And sometimes it may mean talking about where you've come from. Hallelujah. I'm trusting that God is just going to open my mind tonight, but I remember the bishop not just a couple of services ago when he preached for us. He said, when I look at where I've come from, I want to repent. But when I look to where I'm going, hallelujah, that's when you got to worship and praise. We all have a past. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, some may feel that theirs is so much worse than the others, but sin is sin. And sin will take you to hell. Oh, but the love of Jesus Christ, it's sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. It is sufficient for you wherever you've come from. Don't. Do, it, there are times that I believe what the bishop's message, when he talked about the landmark, when he's talking about the, the high watermarks is what his message was. And he talked about when I look back and when I look forward. When he made that, there are times that we must remember what God has done for us. We must put our mind in in the in the frame of mind where we're thinking about God. I remember that time when you lifted me out. I remember that time when you broke me free. I remember that time when you delivered me. We got to remember that and we may need to share that experience with someone because they may be ha- they may be bound just like you were. God uses our life experiences to spread this gospel. Hallelujah. Sometimes I believe people go through some things so that they can take somebody else through the same thing and experience that that may not be pleasant at the time, but when you come out on the other side, hallelujah, and you lift up the praise for what God has done for you, hallelujah, you can bring someone to the truth, to the revelation of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. I I am thankful for the opportunities that I've had that God has, has presented me with, and sometimes I've been able to take advantage of them, and sometimes I made the wrong decision. But I can still realize that God brought me through it all. I stand before you an imperfect man, I promise you. And, I, and, and not always everything I've done has been so public. But I'm telling you, I stand before you imperfect. And that means I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. But what I'm here to tell you tonight is not to dwell on what I was, but to dwell on what, what God has done for me. Hallelujah. He has brought me out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was in the bondage of sin, when I was in it, was a captive, he has set me free. Hallelujah. And he who the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Not just free in some theory. I'm telling you, I am free indeed because of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. And. I, I stand up here, and this, there's this—I don't even know if, if everybody knows this, but, you know, when pastor, most of the time, when he gets ready to start a service, he talks about where you're at. This is an apostolic church. Well, somebody had the, had the inspiration to actually plant it right here. This is an apostolic church where we preach and teach the apostles' doctrine, which is repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, which is the greatest experience you will ever have. Hallelujah. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about that message. Taking it to someone that doesn't know that experience to let them know that, yes, it happened on, in, in the second chapter of Acts. It happened to the, to the apostles. It happened to them on that day and another 3,000. But the promise is for you, for your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That experience is still being given out today. And this is a place, if you're out there on Facebook, this is a place that you can hear the message that will tell you how to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, because that is life, an abundant life in Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I just want to somehow inspire you to let you know, share your experience. If you believe what I know you believe, because you're here on the seventh day of April, you're here at a, on a Wednesday night, I know you believe what I'm saying. I know you believe what I just read off of this pulpit I know that you know who Jesus is, and you know him through the power of the Holy Ghost. And so I'm trying to encourage you to say, God has promised time and time again that there is a revival that is to come. He promised it to the world, but let's take it down a little more than that. He promised it to this church. He has promised it to you as an individual. You can have a freshness, a refreshing in the power of the Holy Ghost. That is available to you. All you got to do is open your eyes and receive what the Lord is trying to do. And there is a rain. It's here, it's upon us. There is an outpouring of spiritual things, and it's going to bring a harvest. There is an expectation in this church. If you didn't believe it, we wouldn't have already built the sanctuary that will house somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200. It wouldn't be there just waiting to be finished. It's because we have people here with vision because they understand the voice of God. And that is the rain I'm talking about tonight is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that will cause you, inspire you, and drive you to share your experience with someone else. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Elijah, he was the voice of God in his day. To our people, to the people of God. It was His words, inspired of God, that shut up the heavens for three years. And it was His words that opened up the heavens again. I am not that voice, but I am simply a voice for God tonight to tell you there is a sound of abundance of rain. Hallelujah. It is time that each of us to play our role to be the disciple of Jesus Christ, to make disciples in Jesus Christ, that we plant our face to the earth and we pour our heart out to God. And yes, we may say, can you see it yet? Can you see it yet? We may be. We may find that desire. Is, Do we see it yet? I'm telling you, it's coming. It may start as just a small, uh, what seems like a small thing. I, I, I will tell you, I uh, a share a, just a story that I hope you find something in it, but R.P. Klepper is a man that I've admired, I admired for a number of years to sort of let you know, if you don't know the name, who, who he was. He passed away just a couple of years ago at the age of, I think, 96. But in 1955, he was selected and elected to become... The president of Tupelo Children's Mansion, and he came there under that authority to Tupelo, and I got to know him in the latter years of his life. He had he actually pastored Cedar Grove Pentecostal Church there for the approximately 15 years that he was in Tupelo, and then he went on. And he left there. Ethan will appreciate this reference. Uh, he left there to go. Gateway College, which is now Urshan College, Ethan's alma mater. But um, he um, just knowing some of the things that he—he he was a man that liked to like to share his experiences in life. But his wife, who I would say was kind of a meek person, not someone that you would necessarily think of as being uh, a you know, just this powerful worker within the kingdom of God. She obviously loved God. She served God. And she she was committed to God throughout her husband's ministry and, and was by his side through it all. But he, um, she once upon a time, while they were, I believe, I want to say Illinois is where I believe we were at the time, seen, a young, seen just a little boy on the street that didn't seem to have any, from any appearance that he was going to church on Sunday. She bought him an ice cream cone and invited him to church, and he became a bus kid that went to church with them. She's the one that reached out to him and just said, you know, just to share the gospel with him. That young man, as he grew up to become, he, he, this lady that you can't, she's, as far as I know, she's not I don't know of her ever necessarily teaching at any women's conferences or or winning a 1,000 soul revival. Don't know that story. But what I can tell you, she reached out to one little boy that didn't know God, family didn't know God, and she brought him to church. It started by just sharing an ice cream cone with him. And that touched him, and he became interested in, in this person, interested in what she had. And that man... is. Known as Brother Bruce Howell, who was the missionary to Central America for the United Pentecostal Church, he has preached where thousands receive the Holy Ghost. He's preached a message. He probably has personally been the, the minister laying forth the word, and over 50,000 people have received the Holy Ghost or more under his ministry. He now heads the, as far as I know, the last contact that I had, he heads up. The, the missionary, all of the, the, the foreign missions program for that particular organization. So it's, it's just incredible to know that where one person reached a little child, that is every person that he reaches, the way I view it, that's just a grandchild that she's reached. Because but for her reaching out to a child that she thought, this little boy needs God, She wasn't seeing the vision, but maybe, maybe she heard the sound of abundance of rain. It looks like just a small boy. Well, to Elijah, all it started is just look like something like a man's hand rising up out of the sea. But what I'm telling you, you don't know what you can do if you will just share your experience with God. And that has saved thousands, tens of thousands come to God under his ministry. A man that I that I admire, but I'm just saying tens of thousands. And she didn't directly win them, but but for her, those people might not have heard the gospel. They wouldn't have heard it the way they did. And maybe they wouldn't have heard the gospel. Who knows? Because she inspired someone to listen to the voice of God. She heard the sound of abundance of rain so you don't know who you might be speaking to you don't know it's just like we all want to tell the story uh, of of how peter you know he spoke on on the day of pentecost peter was this one that he he, he was the one that that was there when the, when the samaritans received the holy ghost he was the one that delivered it to the gentiles but remember what about andrew he's the one that said hey peter Let me come and introduce you to a man I've met. But for Andrew, who knows? Maybe we would be reading a different person standing up on the day of Pentecost. But Andrew reached Peter, reached out to his brother and brought him to know Jesus. You don't know who your brother may be. It's time that we open our eyes to the possibilities that there's a sound of abundance of rain. Hallelujah. And the way we start that, and I'm going to invite you down, if we can just tonight, you've heard the message. There's a sound of abundance of rain. Let's plant our face in the earth. Let's talk to God for a moment. So as we will have a closing prayer, and you just pray until you feel free to, 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 to go tonight. But remember um, the what I had previously said. Let's be mindful of of those that have lost a loved one. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's be mindful of those that of of all we can, that, that all that we have experienced and we know that those that we touch lives. Hallelujah. I will give you one more prayer request. And it is, I have a colleague whose son, whose teenage son, has been diagnosed with bone cancer. And he's, someone that has a connection the dad has some connection to the apostolic faith and i just i i believe that god brings things into our lives sometimes to just remind us of where we really need to be and i have my wife taught me this i've set my phone at ten fifty five every night i say a prayer for that young man most recently, they did get a good report from the doctor. But just be thinking about that. I'm not going to share a name because I, I don't know just what all he would want. But it's, a, but it's just a special request tonight. That know that God can use so many ways to speak to a heart. And I want us to realize we, we hear the sound of abundance of rain. Let's just reach out and let's touch and share our experience. Let's talk to God for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. God God knows that need. He he hears that prayer. His sister Jean, let's remember that tonight. I tell you, if we're going to do it this way, is there any request that you want to make known? If you just want to make known by an uplifted hand, that's fine. If you want to say more than that, I'll give you an opportunity to. Hallelujah. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's, Let's talk about all of this and that God will show us what he wants us to do. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, tonight for the kingdom of God. Thankful, Lord, that you have spoken to our heart, Lord. God, let this bring inspiration for the things that can be done in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I ask that you will touch this young man that I brought to before this congregation, Lord, that you will reach down, strengthen him, speak to his heart, God, and Lord, that you will bring this family into a closer experience with you, that you will let them somehow share what they believe God and know what God is doing in their child's life, Lord Jesus. And Lord, that they will respond by walking with you, by by heeding to the voice of God. Jesus, God, speak, Lord, tonight, God. Gene, Lord Jesus, we ask that you will touch and bless and continue to do the work that you're already doing. Hallelujah. We give you the praise and glory for the work that's being done tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. Help each of us to share our experience of how we come to know the truth. God, let us share that experience with someone else so that they can come to know you in the, the apostolic doctrine, the truth of Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. And who you are. Hallelujah. Jesus. God, every need that's been made known here by an uplifted hand, God, look down. You know the need, God. You are aware, and Lord, we bring that to you. Hallelujah. As if we were voicing it and articulating it individually, God, speak, Lord, now to the hearts of men and women. God, meet the needs. If it be healing, God, we know you are the healer. He said by the straps that were placed on your back, we have healing, God. You are the healer tonight, and we put our faith in and trust in you, Lord. God, we want to find, Lord Jesus, the evidence of the revival that's coming, the evidence of the outpouring of the Spirit, the evidence of the rain, God. We are looking, hallelujah, and we know by faith Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God, we believe you for the revival. Our faith is in that. Our faith is such that we have prepared a building for that which is to come. But, Lord, now let us see the evidence. Let's see the outpouring. Let's see the Spirit of God move change lives. Speak to hearts, God, and draw them into an experience with you so that they walk with you daily, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them know you in the power of the Holy Ghost. We give you praise and glory for the work you're doing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Every need here tonight, God, we put our faith and trust in you for it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh my God, my God, my God, hallelujah. Let us keep our face planted from now, from now till you return. And let us know you in the in the power that you're releasing upon us. Hallelujah. As a congregation, Lord, let us make disciples, hallelujah. Disciples that have an energy and a desire to see others, God. Give us the energies to reach another soul. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Let the work be accomplished. We give you the praise the glory. Hallelujah. For God, we know when we've done all we can do, sometimes we just stand, but we know you are able and willing to deliver. Hallelujah. Whatever has a soul bound, God, bring deliverance tonight. Set the captive free. In Jesus' name, let it be so, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you.